Warning. Elements of real-world religion are used in this podcast to serve the purposes of a work of fiction. They are to drive the drama forward and are not intended to be taken as a statement of opinion by the players. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I, I, I this guy's, uh, he's a decent guy that's just running this bar. I, I'm going to help him, or I, I'm just going to drag this corpse out the back door. All right, yeah, you have to go through like a small kitchen area. <laughs> drag him out the back. Put the hat down over his eyes. Put the bo- broken bottle in his hand so it looks like he's passed out drunk and just leave him there. Okay. And then take a short rest somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who are outside. Those of you who are murdering old men in bars. <laughs> I would have heard the gunshot. I would be, well, yes. I would be peering through the window. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. So you see it because you're looking through the window. But this gunshot goes off and like the response from people isn't to run to the bar. The response from people is to take defensive positions and draw sidearms. Because now they think that Native Americans are coming. And so they huddle down, they wait, they don't hear any like whistles or animals or hoots or hollers or anything that they have been told is the sign of what these people will bring when they come in. And after about ten minutes of tensely hiding behind barrels and stuff, they decide that it must be somebody discharged the gun by accident or something, and they get up and go back to their daily lives. See, guys, it was an accident. Relax. Mm. Oh, Relaxident. <laughs> Relaxative? Your, uh, that sounds dirty, actually. <laughs> your friend in the bar does not come back out of his little hidey chamber. Sounds like a stool softener for Right? Relaxident. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, am I, I'm on the way to the prison when I hear this, don't I? Uh, yes, you are. Although we haven't heard anything from Gideon and Temperance yet, so I want to see if we can get them in first. Mm-hmm. If they have anything they want to do. If not, we'll skip past them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like a meanwhile. Yeah. Before the gunshot. So, before all this nonsense... Gideon would have finished tying up the horses and then sat outside on a bench, but a bench like specifically in the sun, still huddled up in a blanket. Yeah. Temperance is probably there. sort of helicoptering around him. Hover mounting. Hover mounting. And then Don't I hear the gunshot. Him, I hear the gunshot and I like poke my, uh, you know, I sort of look in. Miss Temperance, you should probably get that man. You mean the man still standing, or Mister mm, Mister Blackburn? He's lost his mind. Business as usual. <laughs> now, this is and then the... I just sit right back down, like I give <laughs> zero fucks. <laughs> Crack open the door, Mister uh, Mister Cole. Was it you all? You all right in there? Just fine. Not, not too. <laughs> None too hurt, are you? Uh, I'll be all right. That's not a none too hurt. Maybe we should see Mister Fairchild. I look around, blood all over the bar. <clears throat> yeah, this place ain't no fun anyhow. So, um, at this point, I'm gonna sort of storm in. Okay. You open the uh, the uh, the swinging doors nice. and they hit you in the face. <laughs> yes. I was actually thinking the opposite thing, where like the doors swing open and he's I in the middle. It couldn't possibly be anywhere near the doors to push them open. <laughs> they just open on their own, like they're afraid of it. I was thinking like the camera the camera follows Gideon from the back and he shoves the doors open and then the camera pans to the inside of the bar and you see the doors go. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, and uh, I said, come, come in the back, and I and I sort of lead you to the back, and I'm going to use that. Um, I still have that uh, one use of the uh, medicine check to heal someone thing from way, way back. Yes, I believe we just said we were going to treat that as a uh, light potion of healing type of effect. Yes, so I'll kind of stitch them up with whatever bandages that I have stolen from before. Yep. And um, I will use that. You have a wealth of them gone. from Dr. Potter. Dr. Potter. Doc I've been hanging on to that and haven't used it. Hot doctor. So do I get hit points back? Is that you do? Yes. Uh, is you, it two D two D four plus four? I want to say four. Plus, yeah, that sounds right. I, I, I didn't write down the, the dice, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, you should roll it. <laughs> Paul roll it. Uh, it's eight, eight points. Yeah, I'll take it. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Studying gets you this far. What in the world were you thinking? Doing that, just attacking a man for no reason. Not every reason. Well, we, we have real things we need to be doing. We can't be doing this kind of stuff. We're gonna get in trouble. We're already in trouble. So right here, where the gunshot came from. Yeah, you got a pretty good idea. Cool. I'll head towards the bar. You know, Mr. Uh, I keep forgetting your character's last name. Fairchild. Fairchild. Reverend Fairchild. No, no, your real name. Levi's Williams. Williams. You know, Mr. Williams' little tricks and, and stuff ain't gonna keep us out of trouble forever. You know, they're actually kind of foolish when you think about it. We have to keep our heads smart. We can't be fighting in the damn bars just because some old man says something you don't like. It's just wrong. We have there's big things going on out here. There's more than just Indians and wise asses and bars and you know, there's real things going on. Things that I, I don't even know if I can explain them all. In fact, I don't even understand them myself. But there's some real bad stuff going on out here. And we can't be fighting with every little pissant drunk in every little rat hole saloon. I'm sorry, Mr. Blackburn, but you gotta you gotta watch yourself. You're gonna get us all killed for nothing. And I've been dead, and it ain't nice. It's sort, of like, sort of like a little luck as as. Jed realizes for the first time that you understand that you died. Um, listen, boy. We all got a role to play. Mr. Williams said I'm to play the role of murder. I played my role. I did not you say won't. that. <laughs> <laughs> leave, me, leave me to my devices and I'll leave you to yours. Your role is to find the man that wronged you. We all swore to help you find the man that wronged you, but... Bodyguard. Opening, <laughs> just murdering men, old men in bars is just not what we own. You know, it's not what's it's not what's important. You have a real grievance, and that grievance is holding you back. And until we solve that grievance, you ain't going nowhere. We need to find this man. We need to find this Guthrie. We need to put him down, and we need to move on. Can't be f- screwing around. You're being dressed out by a ten-year-old. <laughs> and Jed sort of finishes his drink, and, and he goes, All right, Gideon. I regretted not asking your opinion once, and now I've heard it. I'll listen to what you have to say, and I will obey it. And this will be the last time you tell me my business. Find this Guthrie. Finish him. And then you're a free man. Free all of you. He walks out of the bar. When I get to the bar, are they talking in the middle? Do I see them talking? I I like the idea that dramatically you get there just as Jed storms out. Okay. Hello, Josh. And he's gone. (laughs) 
Oh, Josh, to, hi, Josh. I, I, I head to the Josh, sink to Josh, wash my yeah. hands. Because now they're all bloody. I don't wash before I treat you. I wash them after. I'll, uh, I'll enter. Is, what do I see in the bar? There's blood all over the floors. You see Gideon there washing his hands in the back. Uh, it goes without saying that I retrieved my pistol from him. Yes. Um, you see that there is a blood trail that whirls its way all the way back through the kitchen and out the back door. Broken glass on the floor. Well, Edmund, did the Indian strike? I'm just continuing to wash my hands. Levi. Literally and met- metaphorically. <laughs> washing your hands with the whole did, bit. Did I notice that... that uh, Jed was like wounded or patched up or whatever. He looked really bad. <laughs> Gideon gonna, did a good job patching him up, but that's like mundane medicine. I'm gonna follow the trail. Where yeah, it leads. You, you find like a body out back between two rain barrels. <laughs> He's been shot and stabbed twice. <laughs> <laughs> My calling card. We think it was suicide. <laughs> He had information leading to killer natural causes. Because it's natural to die when he was shot death twice. Alright. He fell on the knife 13 times on his back. Well, Levi, Levi's imagination goes to work, and I will go. I will put my jail visit on hold and go look for uh, Joshua. Yeah, you walked right past him, so you sort of know where he's going. Yep. Mr. Cole, I'll call after him if he's within view. He just stops, but he doesn't turn around to face you. He just stops dead in the middle of the road. Yep. Now, hold on. You seem to be in quite a state, Mr. Cole. Why don't we go over what happened? I'll, I'll, I'll go up to, to his side. So your coat is black. Yes. But the rest of what you own is not black. No, well, the hat is black as well. The uh, Everything that's under the coat is stained red with blood. Mm. Mr. Cole, why don't you review what happened from your perspective. You know, you can, t- you can tell the good reverend. And the bar insulted me and I killed him. Oh, yes. He insulted you, yes. But in your talkings with this man, you found that he was making an arms deal with the Indians. You had to take action, didn't you? That he was... Last sell- name character? Fairchild. Fairchild. That you, and that... You, for the good of the South, you had to act immediately before. He was trying to cut you in on the deal, thinking that as a stranger, you would, of course, be amenable to such illicit deals. Mr. Fairchild, the bartender, was trying to recruit people to fight against the Confederates here in town. If I am to maintain my cover as someone who is to be enlisted as a soldier of fortune, what better man is there to work for the scum swan than the man who went berserk earlier and killed a man at a bar over insult? Just because I enjoyed the matter doesn't mean that I did not have a thought in my head when I committed the crime. Question, though, why did you not slay the bartender as well? He's a decent man. Who is recruiting for people against the Confederacy? That is correct. Hmm. He's concerned, concerned about the women folk. Probably, that's probably a good move on your part. It looks better for you to kill a, a wizened old warrior than it does for you to kill a simple bartender. But whatever reasons you may have had for doing what you did, try not to make things difficult for us. I'm here to cover you. Now, we could use this as an opportunity. I notice that you're not entirely patched up. 
Maybe at the dinner tonight, we can use this as an opportunity to me to show off a bit of miracle work. This will get me closer to those in charge, because who... What what leader in their right mind wouldn't want to have a holy healing man by their side during times of war? Of war? You know, just, do we understand each other? If it is my consent that you're asking for, then you have it. I will follow your lead. Very good. And again, you need not say anything. You will simply be made a bit of a spectacle. Momentarily. Suffice it to say, I've made a name for myself in this town. I suppose you have. Didn't do a good job covering our tracks, I'm afraid, but I can use that to our advantage. Sometimes people overlook the careless. Well, I just assume it was... Hmm. We'll stick to the story. You were doing what was right. Now, I have a visit to the jail to make. They have a captive from the natives. I'm going to talk with him. I'm going to go visit the prison. You head over to the prison, which is uh, like a combination sheriff's office, cells for about six inmates. Uh, two of them are being used right now. One of them is uh, looks like maybe a sleeping quarter for the deputy, who's just sort of chilling out on like one of the fold-out beds, taking a nap with his hat pulled over his eyes. Uh, the other one appears to have a man who is just sitting in the bed. He's got his head in his hands. He's got long black hair. It's braided on both sides, darker of skin. Like Clearly, this is the guy you're looking for. And he is wearing, uh, like, a leather-cut shirt, like the V-neck kind of cut to it, like a vest. Uh, and he's got, like, long blue pants and big brown boots, but he's actually kicked off the boots now. And you can see he's not wearing socks or anything. He just kicks them off, and he's got bare feet underneath. And he's just sitting there with his head in his hands. He's not moving or anything. He's just kind of chilling out. And uh, there's a sheriff behind the uh, the desk in the sheriff's office. He's doing paperwork. Mm-hmm. And when you open the door... He finishes what he's working on, and he looks up. <clears throat> yes, can I help you? Good afternoon, Sheriff. I'm Thomas Fairchild, Reverend Fairchild, if you will. Reverend Fairchild, welcome. Welcome, and what's your name, sir? Uh, my name is uh, Samson. Samson Cosley. Samson Cosley. Thank you in advance for keeping law and order in this town. I understand that you have a captive. Uh, I've come here to to assist the, the, uh, the cause against the relentless attackers. And I believe that some of them may be responsible for what happened at Barnhill. You don't mean to uh, rough him up, do you? No, no, I I understand he's to be hanged. I think that will do all the roughing up that one could ever need for a lifetime. Yeah, he he sort of relaxes a bit. He says, yeah, Wilkes says he ought to be in good health when he's hanged. One of the great ironies in life, yes. Would would it be permissible for me to to have a a talk with him? I want to try and get a confession out out of him. At least... If these savages have any kind of soul, I would at least see it be at peace before it passes on. By all means, he sort of gestures back there, and he says, uh, you'll find there's a, a bench out in front of the, the cell door there. Mm-hmm. And before I go, how have things been going here? Quiet before the storm, I guess. Thank goodness for Sergeant Swan. Oh, yes, I, I, I hear he's going to be present at the uh, the festivities tonight. Will you be there? He's the reason for the festivities, and certainly I'll be there. We need to work security for it. We expect that it's not unlikely they'll attack when they have the opportunity to reach so many important people. During party time, of course, the monsters. All right. Well, Samson, thank you very much. And I, will, I, sh- I, I, sh- I don't believe I shall be long. 
he sort of waves you over towards the bench, and he sits back and starts working on his paperwork again. And uh, what what does the savage call himself? Uh, Grave Feather. Grave Feather. Gray. Gray. Like the color. All right. <clears throat> oh, head on in. Yeah, so it's just like a small hallway through three cells, and there's a bench at the end of the hallway. You pull the bench; it's not like bolted down or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting in the cell. He pays you no mind. <clears throat> Good evening, Mister Greyfeather. Or rather, afternoon. My name is Reverend Thomas Fairchild. I'm here to look after your spiritual health. I realize that you're not in your in the trappings of your home, but I figured I may be the best you have. Would you be so kind as to look my direction? Perhaps you can look eye to eye. Uh, persuasion check. 23. Yeah, he, he sort of breaks from his reverie and he looks up at you. I can do this for you. Okay. Did I interrupt something? It's my last moments on earth. Indeed. These people seem destined to condemn my soul. And why is that? What, what crimes do they accuse you of? Being born somewhere else. Having our lands taken and still having the life that they can take. Were you involved in the attacks here? Is this a land that you are trying to reclaim? No. So how did you come to be captured? Well, a large man with a rifle told me that I would have to come with him or he would shoot my wife. That does sound awfully persuasive. When did this happen? A day or two ago. And did the man identify himself? He said his name was Swan. I see. Was your wife spared, at least? I don't know. I see. Greyfeather, have you heard of a place called Barnhill? No. You have not. Will you give me an inside check? 20. Uh, you do not detect any deception. Hmm. Has any of your tribe been, uh, uh, neighboring tribes been active in, well, attacks upon other settlements that you know of? It says, tensions are high. The young ones, they wish to prove themselves. Mm. My tribe tries to withdraw from such things. We just want to live. What is your tribe called? I don't have a name for a tribe in my notes right now. Anybody have any volunteers? That's okay. Uh, the Ute. The Ute. Ute. Have you? Has your tribe? Has have the Utes been victim of this town's? Uh... No, I understand this town is being under siege. Is it by your people? It says uh, it is by their own imaginations. Really, they haven't suffered any attacks from people that you know of? Not even the young people that you speak of? Where do we stand to gain? That's what I'm asking you. If I had an answer for you, then perhaps I would be staging attacks. I just want what's best for my wife and child. Are you the first to have been imprisoned in such a way? I don't think so. They can't understand that they could be the villains in their own stories, so they need to make villains. And an effective tactic, tactic it is at times. 
It is made out of many. One. Listen, I'm not sure if I can help you specifically. But your wife and family, perhaps even your people, if you might tell me how to get there, I believe I can bring some of the goodness of the white man to them and not in the way that you've experienced, more in the way to clear up what's happening and reveal the truth as God intends. Um, give me a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Disadvantage. So it's a 12. That's still pretty good. It says, um, they have gone into hiding and I will tell no white man where they've gone. But if you seek to do right by our tribe, you will stop them from this mad escapade that they wage. They launching an attack? Yes. When? Do you know? After the festivities. The very same night or the next day? By morning at the latest. I see. We have no love for your government. But they seek to steal from your own people. And they would use what they gain against mine. That sounds familiar. I'm trying to make, to, trying to establish a peace. What is it your tribe has that they want? Life. That's it? No wealth or anything of that nature? What wealth would we possess? So it's all symbolic, isn't it? We came here to avoid these men. But these men came all the same. I wasn't born here. I was born by the Great Lake. My mother, she was born by the mountains. We can't stay there. Why not? He gestures outside. The truth is obvious. We are permitted to live only where they cannot reach. Well, Mr. Greyfeather, I shall at least declare your conscience clean for the moment. You have been very helpful and informative. And whether it be my god or your gods, whatever you may have, I hope that your soul finds mercy in the next life. He doesn't acknowledge you when you say that, he just sits back down. And I will try to do best to spare whatever lives I can on both sides. Killing is a waste. More of us white men ought to realize that. And I'll leave him with that. What's next? Uh, I'll I'll do something on the way out. Um, uh, So are the streets pretty much clear right now? There's people wandering around outside. I mean, it's the middle of the day, so, like, they're going around moving, like, buckets of water, and there's a produce cart coming through town. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Uh. Hmm. All right. I lost the sheriff. So, remind me again, what is he being held for? Sergeant Swan captured him as he was about to commit a murder. Mm -hmm. The tribe's committed many murders lately. 
seems to me that without any discernible proof that he's done anything, you ought to release him right now. Isn't that right? Suggestion. Uh, it's a wisdom saving throw? Yes. DC 13. Natty 18. Cool. Yeah. You have the same curse that he does with bugs, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's alright. I can't roll lower than a 17 of those things. He says, now listen here. Sergeant Swan, he caught this man. Well, he would have been red-handed, but he caught him in about to be the act. He saved that woman's life. I am not about to let a murderer walk these streets, Reverend. And you say you're here to protect. Why don't you protect the people around you? That is my plan. Leave this man to his fate. Just making sure that everyone understands the truth. That is my only intent. I will see you at dinner, sir. Good meeting you. He doesn't, like, acknowledge you. He doesn't nod at you or anything. He just makes eye contact with you until you leave. Mm -hmm. He seems to be very upset at you being here. Other party members, we have a lot of stuff going on. Who's doing what? Where are we at? I'd like to find her. Probably, like, trying to clean up the bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, gross. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to approach you in the bar. I'll yeah. try and catch you outside of it. Yeah. If you have something to do, by the way, on camera before he grabs you. Not yeah. a whole lot at this point. There's not a lot going on for Temperance. Just I just feel bad because we skipped you and Paul quite a lot so far. Keeping an eye on Gideon and sort of covering up tracks for these two schmucks. So at some point, you know, while we're cleaning up or doing whatever... I will basically, I will stop, and, and I will <clears throat> sort of stare out into space a little bit, and then, uh, Miss Temperance, there's more here, things are, there, there's more important things that we should be doing than our petty squabblings, there's bigger things going on, and I don't mean... I don't mean uh, any of these little conflicts we have with people. There's... Miss Temperance, I know where I've been. I don't know everything that happened, but... But ever since I got back, I just get the feeling that none of this is important. There's bigger things going on. And we're all just stuck in the middle of it. And we need to... I don't know, and then I just sort of get out of my fog and I go back to, like, washing glasses or whatever I was doing. Well, Gideon, you might be right, but we ain't got no way of getting to the bigger things before we handle the small things. Sometimes you gotta do the small things first before you can work yourself up to the big things. I don't think we need to be fighting everyone that insults us in a bar. And I don't think we got to be making up names for ourselves and hiding and playing tricks on people. And none of that's going to matter when when it when things really get bad. I dare say we don't need to go fighting everyone who insults us in a bar, but. But Gideon, you gotta understand, we gotta live long enough to see the bigger picture. And sometimes that means taking on a different name. Sometimes for longer than you like. 
I think sometimes it means we got to be better people. Well, Gideon, <coughs> you're the youngest, and that's your job. Me and uh, Mr. Blackburn and, and Mr. Williams and Doc, I suppose, wherever he is. <coughs> we're all, uh, <coughs> well, we're all a bit too set in our ways to, to be better people right now. That's on you. Katie. I reach out and I grab her by the, by the wrist. Miss Temperance, you are better people. Oh. And then I let go and I go back to washing the dishes or, or cleaning up the <laughs> giant blood gen floor. stains. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> tracks gen tracks. <laughs> Jed Stains has a different. <laughs> Holy, that's what's in the inside of my sleeping bag. <laughs> well, Gideon, I appreciate what you say. You'd be the first to say it. It doesn't matter what you've done, it matters who you are. I'm not good at people, Gideon. You're better than most. Oh, hell you don't no. give yourself nearly enough credit. Well, I'm not getting. Better... I'm the worst kind of people. No, no, you're not. We better find these guys before they get us in more trouble. All right, well, you clean up real quick. And you watch your mouth from here on out. You hear me? I heard you talking to Mr. Blackburn. I heard you with that mouth of yours. And you are lucky that I agreed with you on most counts. Otherwise, I would have washed your mouth out with soap. You hear? Yes, ma'am. He didn't say butthole. I, I actually <laughs> dropped an F bomb. <laughs> Listen, you fucking butthole. <laughs> Revolvers at high noon in the town square, you fucking butthole. Yeah, sure. Yes, yeah. So I'll be fairly near her if you want to shoot me away or I can also show up conveniently if you like. Dump mm-hmm. out a bunch because the bag is noisy as fuck. Eliza, a word, if you would. Yes, Mr. Cole. Thank you. Had me a conversation with the bartender earlier. Shindigs, the like they're throwing tonight for uh, this trail puck, Mr. Swan. Awful hard on the women folk, if you take my meaning. I do. But, uh, I fear knowing that and showing that we know in that might uh, turn our hand a bit. Sorry, I don't know. I appreciate the word, Mister uh, Mister Cole, but uh, I can I can handle myself. I'm I'm all right. Don't worry about you. Handle the boy. He's uh, different. Well, that he is, Mr. Cole, but he's, well, he's a different kind of different now. Do we have a place to stay yet? Yes, uh, well, you can find one, easily enough. Uh, yeah, you look around, you talk to some people, you find the right place to go, and uh, Nell Peters runs a boarding house. <coughs> it's just called Weary Heads. Okay. Yeah. Weary Heads has got beds. It's got about 20 of them. It's actually a pretty big boarding house. Uh, you come to find out that for the hunters, trappers, and fishers, 
this is a good place to bunk down. So they go out for the afternoon, they ride for a couple hours, do their deal all day, sometimes camp out there for a night or two, come back, and this is where they rest before they distribute themselves to pawn their wares. Um, which is great for things like furs and cured meats and not so great for seafood. So this town's got a lot more fish than a lot of the other towns in the area do. Because they really don't want to travel it. Uh, you, it costs you six dollars. In total? Yep. Between all oh, us? Oh, okay. Total of six bucks. Alright, I'll pitch in a buck. They don't have rooms with four beds. They have rooms with two beds or five beds. Oh, it's six. I'll put in a dollar fifty. <coughs> do we want to stay in one big room, or do we want to split up into two uh, different rooms? Want to split a bed? <laughs> Can't afford it. Never mind. <laughs> I just put in a buck fifty. If there's four of us. Four yeah. times that is six. And the two of these two are the wealthy ones, anyway. So I'll throw in two bucks, and Gideon throws in a buck fifty. Seems fair. Does this constitute a short rest for us? Yeah, at this point, you know, you, you rolled into town just before noon. It's probably like 1 or 2 o'clock by the time you finish all these scenes and you get back to the hotel. You drop off your things, you relax. You know, it takes probably a half hour before you get rid of the saddle sore kind of feeling. I can talk to these guys during my short rest for all together. Yeah, I mean, basically you cruise around, you do your thing. I'm going to say uh, you probably all need to spend like an hour just decompressing in the hotel room because in the real world, it's the thing I have to do anyway. Yeah. You get to a place and you, you take an hour to like chill. You get there, you kill a man in the bar, then you go to the hotel. Then you take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, and, and Jen is going to sit around basically buck naked and oil his guns and load his guns. He's, he's sort of just ignoring He's going to oil his guns? Out. Yeah. Buck I'll, naked? Nice. I'll, I'll <laughs> is take... Your, is that your stripper name? <laughs> buck naked? I'll take my oil guns. guns. <laughs> basically just get ready, make my face look brighter, uh, make sure I'm right. dressed just in my fine clothes. Okay. Uh, not prepared for battle at all since it's a party. Okay. Um, this is a good, actually, this is an opportunity to point out how is everyone dressing for this evening's festivities? If indeed you were all attending. Uh, this white, white dress shirt, the, uh, the, the gray coat. Uh, make sure to get all the dust off of it. Uh, other than that, it's just a matter of making sure his, his hair is looking nice and he's looking like the clean, the clean shaven creature that he's uh, looking, looking to be. Temperance? Uh, Temperance will wear her fine clothes and sort of style her hair in a sort of modest type of way and uh, once again pull her hair back over the tips of her ears and um, ask Levi to sort of make her face look more human rather than half-elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can disguise, I can disguise kid her up. Yes, uh, I'm not going to make you roll. Uh, proficiency in this case just makes it easy because it's not a tough sell. Right. Uh, dur- during this break, Levi will point out you know, they have a prisoner named Greyfeather who has done nothing wrong. They're just executing him on symbolic grounds. Most of these attacks are contrived, nearly a figment of their imagination. Of course, to be respectful, we must treat them as though they are real for the time being. My intention is to get closer to those who are on the higher up. Uh, Jed didn't get a chance to explain his dress for the yeah, that's what we're doing uh, right now. Yeah, he, uh, he's going to shed the blood-stained clothing from the bar. And uh, I assume there's some boy or, or somebody who do- takes the wash, you know, yeah. the, the pay service for washed clothes. Yeah, there's like three women and a young boy who take care of that deal. Okay. Uh, Jed's going to make a point to not only give his blood-stained clothes to the boy to wash for tonight's ceremonies, but he's going to be cruel and rough him up a little bit. 
It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, his, his name's Otis. Yep. Otis gets the backhand a couple of times. Yep. Otis works for uh, Mean Old Molly Frost. Nice. But yeah, so Jet's gonna give over the parcel of clothing and, you know, make sure these, these are back in time for the ceremony, boy. Better not be no wear on threads. Yes, Mr. Bolt. Ah! So was there a hanging and then a party? Am I reading all this? Those are both at the same time, yeah. Hang, I thought the hanging Is was the tomorrow. hanging the climax, or like... <laughs> I thought the Usually. hanging was tomorrow in the morning. <laughs> no, the hanging is happening in the after evening's festivities. festivities. Okay. They said oh, after the festivities, see. so you assume dinner and then the hanging. I see. The idea is that they're celebrating the Sergeant Swan for capturing this villain. Yeah, like now they're going to hang the villain as part of his celebration. Gotcha. Gideon, how are you? So, well, eh, whatever, because I'm not a party dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just a ragamuffin kid. Do you tell us what, uh, you know, if we ask you, will you tell us what you learned from the prisoner? I just told you. Okay. Yeah. I was just saying that the, that prisoner Grey Feather is there just as sort of a symbolic execution. No, he hasn't done actually actually anything. They took him away from his, uh, from his wife and child. This Mr. Swan you've talked about uh, took him under these pretenses. Really, he didn't even need to inflict that sort of violence upon someone to make that a kind of impression. But I suppose he, a man like him, if he's as repulsive as you say, needed some sort of leverage. So, this may change the, how we want to go about things. I can continue trying to get into good, to the good graces of these vile men. Or you may do as you did at the bar. These people are regular folk. Yes, they they're are. Cruel. Yeah, under the not soldiers. You talking? Are you talking about the Indians or the people here? Talk about the men folk of this town. Yes, indeed. They are under the yoke, however, right now of this uh, Abner Wilkes. If you want to, rest- if we need to, rest- we, in my view, we need to restrain our instincts in order to get closer to a greater evil. Well, sounds more like they. Sounds more like they. You know, if they're, are they under his yoke, or do they have they just bought into his nonsense? Sometimes it's the same thing, Gideon. They're they're set in their belief in the lie that engines are after them, and so if that lie is shattered, their security is shattered, and they all feel that they're wrong. They do not like that. They want, everyone wants to feel right. Even if they're, what they're doing is terrible. Well, that's dumb. It is. Wilkes, Swan, whole town either deserves a bullet or a rope. Wilkes is the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Remember what happened the last time we was at a hanging? Except this time we can't count on strangers to do our work for us. If, what I'm saying is if Swan is our gateway to Wilkes, we may just have to endure the disgusting spectacle. They're also planning an attack tomorrow. Who's planning an attack? The armed men of this place. They're going to attack one of the tribes. The Ut, they call themselves. According to Grey Feather, 
All they're doing is simply living. They know nothing of Barnhill, and nor, they, nor have they been actually attacking the place. Well, we can't just let a man hang. It is my preference that they don't, and I made an effort to make him not hang. Unfortunately, the sheriff would not budge. How much of an effort did you make, Mr. Williams? I employed some of my talents. His will was too strong. Well, there's one of you and four of us. Then there's still time, if you wish to conduct an operation. The unfortunate condition in this case is that I cannot be there to help you. If I have to make an impression on these people, and they maybe save some innocent lives, I can't be associated with lawbreakers if you are caught. Again, it is up to you. There's only one sheriff there, to be fair. Seems easy pickings. You a jailbreak? I suppose you could. Might be easier said than done. Sheriff's man, after all, he can be distracted. Levi smiles, that's true. You do have will-bending powers that I do not. I'm very flexible, Mr. Williams. You don't say. In terms of which which natives are actually doing the attacks, Greyfeather indicated that it is a group of young ones who are trying to prove themselves. Youth possessed of angry spirits. But not those already established. Again, what will be right to be see him released? In the meantime, I can... You know what? Hmm. If you want to work behind the scenes during the dinner, I can create a spectacle. You can cut him down. I can. Some one of you can. It's but a thought. I'll hazard to be the voice of dissent in this plan. Go ahead. What care do we have for these natives? I'm here after Boone Guthrie. I'd rather not see lives lost. That is my only interest. Nor would I, but a very great distraction an attack would make. I know. This swan knows where he's at, and if the rest of the town is busy murdering savages, then... What's important to all of you is important to me, and I want to help you get this man, which is why I say the optimal path is to swallow our pride and, well, our senses of decency and allow the atrocity to happen so that we might be in the good graces and thereby be elevated to a position where we might meet with Guthrie, as well as Wilkes, as a bonus. Maybe even get... Hot damn! Maybe even get uh, Swan as a result. But they need to think we're on a, or on their side. Do you think they, the Confederates don't understand that they're in a a lower position that they must lay as, as lay as low as possible so they are not uh, you know sought after by the victorious northerners that they're not killed by vigilantes such as someone we may know he, and he looks at you who seeks to do them revenge no they understand it's, they understand the position they're in I agree with that's you that's why trust is important that's what but then then what what good does cut down this gray feather fellow though? Nothing for our cause. It's simply a matter of doing good. If we help Greyfeather, then maybe his people will help us. I doubt it. Not. I, I'm sorry to contradict you. I don't think they have any interest in the white man's doings. And why would they? They don't have interest because they get treated like trash. I understand. 
This is not a difficult situation. This is not an easy situation. I am simply telling you what I would do to achieve the goals, and I am going against my nature in say in presenting these alternatives because I know these things are important in ways beyond that we can see. What would y'all say precisely constitutes a savage? Is it hanging on to the old ways? Is it sitting by while men come in and take what's rightly yours? They take your women back to another country as wives, as whores? Savage would be anyone who does what they need to get what they want without remorse or concern for others. Ah, so you mean Mr. Blackburn? Well, I would, for him it would be a, it would be a a whimsical compliment. I don't actually think of you as a savage. You may not have read as many books as me, or dark, or have all the fancy knowledge that we have. But you are a civilized man in your own right. You obey the law. You speak well, and you have. Well, sanity on your side. Who writes the law, Mr. Williams? Plus you have empathy, I've noticed. You who, cared you cared about Gideon when he was hurt. Who writes the law? Who writes the books? The big that book. you say are so important. I feel like I'm lost. What are you talking about? I'm gonna look around at the three of you. The Lord the Lord the word of the Lord, you mean? Well, man wrote that. Men wrote that. I'm just saying, you're all ready to let an innocent man hang just because he'd make an easy distraction because he is a so-called savage. Because he doesn't do the things that you do. He doesn't hold the beliefs that you do. He doesn't have the same claim to the land that y'all up and stole from him. You speak as though you have any power over the situation. I am trying to work with what we have. My opinions and thoughts on the man and his tribes are irrelevant. I am trying to figure out what we can do right now. You being on your soapbox does not help. What are you trying to do? I'm trying... Haven't I stated this about five times? I'm trying to get to Abner Wilkes and trying to get to Guthrie. That is our goal. To do that, we establish trust. To establish trust, we, we play, let other men die. We play ball. Yep. We play the game. As I say, you two, you three, in fact, may do what you want. I have a mission. I will not let feelings get in the way of doing a greater good. At, at this point, Jed's been sort of just silently listening to the conversation and cleaning his, his pistol, and he's going to stand up. We came here to kill a man, in cold blood, if we can. It's not an easy road. It's not a fun road. It's not a road that will appeal to your sense of moral decency. Perhaps you will do some things that you will regret. Your hands will get dirty and bloody. This is the path you have chosen. If you wish to turn around and go back to Redstone, you have my blessing. Now, as far as I can tell, Mr. Williams is the only one with the moral constitution. To follow through on the plan for which I have set ourselves upon. I've done worse. That having been said, I will watch this man die. 
I will cheer his last kicks and gasps. I care not a whit for this man. And I will use his death to accomplish my ends. If that disgusts you, so be it. You can leave my company. If it does not, then follow me and quit complaining about your lot in life. And I will turn around and leave. That was a very big soapbox he had, too. If you and Gideon need to settle down somewhere and have a nice, peaceful life, I understand. You do, unfortunately, and, and Levi actually, he summons up a look of sympathy. You do, unfortunately, sell your souls with men like he and I. Y'all are worse than folks back out east. Letting men die just so you can kill another man, so you can get a little profit. So you can say that you were right. Temperance, you're satisfying no one but yourself with these words. Your excoriations mean nothing to me. Now, I have a dinner to attend, if you would excuse me. We had met here. He will also walk out with Jed. I'm gonna pull Gideon inside and say, Now, Mr. Blackburn said it's a real dangerous night to be out. Women, folk, and young ones included. Especially women, folk, and young ones. We gotta lay low. And we gotta think of a way to give Mr. Williams and Mr. Blackburn their distraction without letting Mr. Greyfeather hang. I still don't know what the plan is. Are they gonna just play nice with this, uh, whatever his name is, this Abner guy, and try to, like, make friends or something? Is that what their plan is? I don't even know what they want to do. I do believe that is the plan. And Levi's doing the faith healer thing, remember? More like Thomas is. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I don't rightly know. I don't know what's the right decision, Gideon. I know logically that what Mr. Blackburn and Mr. Williams have planned is the right idea, but I can't let an innocent man hang. Yeah, I can't either. It's not right. Especially especially just to help us, that's just not right. You don't hurt other people just to help yourself. No, that's right, Gideon. Um, enjoy your party. You gonna lay low? I'll lay low. Uh, where actually are we right now? Are we, we're, we're in a hotel room. We're in a hotel room. In our five-bedroom room. Uh, and a question about the hotel. Did we gain the benefits of a short rest? Yeah. Yes. We did. We, we took a short rest. Uh, does my half, uh, healing HP from healing side effect short rest as well, or is that no. only from, like, healing spells and shit? Healing spells and shit. Okay. I'll find a place to hide. Enjoy your party. And I leave the room. Sneak some food. <laughs> this represents the gallows. They set up in front of the church. Okay. Actually, this represents the gallows. They set up in front of the church. And the bottle cap represents our Native American friend. This guy is not a real guy. Fuck him. Fuck you. <laughs> You're not even real. <laughs> Uh, those of you who are attending dinner, place your minis on the table. 
the tableau. The tableau. I assume this is me. You're the guy that looks sort of like a paladin. Sweet. Put yourself at the head of the table. Uh, yeah. You need a high chair. So this is an outdoor. <laughs> this is an outdoor dinner. Or is it like yes. yeah. tables? Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's all Franks and beans. That's all they eat there. All right. Are there balconies or anything in that building by the gallows? Uh, balconies or and where I can. Yeah, that that right there is the saloon. So totally. Yeah, you place yourself on the one of the tiles inside of the building, and it'll be part of the balcony. Yeah, but I want to be not inside the building. I want to be on the roof or something, watching from above. Okay. Try to try to sneak my way up there. Can do. I will just know that. Thomas Fairchild will, of course, show up looking looking great, uh, with, a, with a bright smile on his face and ready to just uh, sh- to schmooze and talk with whoever. Okay. The guy in brown appears to be Sergeant Swan. Everyone's flocking around, you know, shaking his hand, getting his autograph. Yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, he's a big deal in these parts because he's the one who captured this hated and feared monster named mm-hmm. Greyfeather. Uh, he rolls up into town. He's got a posse of about six guys who hang out with him specifically. They are in their Confederate vest. They are not hiding. These are men wearing gray suits with like medals attached to their jackets. I fit right in. Uh, question about my relationship with Swan. Would he recognize me on sight? It's been a long time. And your face is scarred with acid, so probably not. Oof. <laughs> Thank you, Onkegs. Yeah, <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> do it, man, do Dang. it. Spit at me, you coward. Spray your hot ass into my face. Yeah, blow a load. Uh, anyway. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm thanking people for the meal. Uh, what, what do we have, by the way? So, uh, I don't want to get too far before people want to jump in with their RPs. So somebody like raise their hands or whatever when you're ready to jump in. Um, you come to dinner. Dinner is a town-wide affair. People are coming in and out of buildings. Everyone's having dinner at the same time. They've staggered it. Even if they're not at the dinner, uh, they're having dinner like in their homes the same time that you're having dinner out here in the streets. Yeah. People are coming out and shaking hands and exchanging hellos and thank yous. Um, whiskey is flowing freely through the town, which you've gotten the feeling that like, these towns out here in Wayne County, they're not about boots. That's not their primary raison d'etre. But they are breaking up the good stuff tonight because they are celebrating Sergeant Swan capturing this hated murderer. And you get the feeling they have uh, built this guy up in a pretty big way. Those of you who know that this is bullshit, which is all of you, uh, is that Eamon Greyfather has been framed from the get-go. He was a convenient scapegoat. They caught him as a galvanizing act to get all these people together in the same place. And that's exactly what happens. Everybody, all throughout town, has sidearms and... They are all more or less attending dinner in waves. At your table, you have the best cooks in town, and they are bringing out butter rolls, grits, all corn. One of them. <laughs> this is what it does. Yeah. They come out with grits and corn and buttered rolls and like local produce and fresh steak and uh, chicken and eggs and just like this smorgasbord of everything they can find at the same time because they really want to impress Sergeant Swan. Who is probably close to 280 pounds and five foot seven? Oh my god, <laughs> he's a huge fat ass. Huh? He really loves that. Sounds a short fat ass. He's probably wider than tall. He has a huge handlebar mustache, and he hasn't shaved his chin in a while. So he's got that really gross, like patchy stubble all the way down, with this humongous curled mustache. Um, Neck beard. He's got like. Bits of coated chicken all over his uh, face. He's already dug in. He's got an anime 
your waifu pillow. pillow. Yeah. Oh, no. He's chowing down. He's a ginger. So he's got this like bright. Oh, oh God, ginger! Oh, not a ginger. And his waifu pillow is Sailor Moon. Yeah. Not even Sailor Venus. Yeah, she's a but he's obviously, like, not waiting for everyone else. He is diving in, and he's just getting completely filled with pieces of fried chicken and duck and whatever else they can provide to him in his small region that he can just consume food. I don't care about his region. <laughs> uh, Levi will, uh, of course, say grace at his table. And uh, so you're at a different table. Are you going to shimmy over there? Uh, I'll, he'll, he'll walk around and... It's been such a pleasure to be invited here. I'm Reverend Fairchild. I would, of course, say grace for this bountiful meal we're about to enjoy. Religion roll seems appropriate. Okay, so it's a seven. Not great. No one cares. He, <laughs> he gives you a perfunctory wave as he's, like, digesting fried turkey. All right, well, I'm just using this as a front anyway to cast Detect Poison and Disease. Everybody here has a small amount of alcohol in their system. Okay. That's it, though? No no one's sick? Nobody's sick. Amazing. Well, that lasts for ten minutes. <laughs> I've, uh, I've done major armor before. Okay. While, while we were prepping. Eamon Greyfeather is being prepped by a pair of hangmen. They're up there in the balcony. They wave. They get big smiles. They're local celebrities now, too, because they get to kill this bastard. They hate his guts, and everyone in town seems to be on board hanging this man. Can I determine from the conversation or anything else who Abner Wilkes is? Uh, give me an insight check. <clears throat> My speciality. Seven. Uh, you don't get any indication he's here yet. Okay. So this goes on. There's some pre-dinner conversation. Pre-dinner for the rest of you. Uh, clearly, Swan has not waited. Mm. He is dug in because they have given him the hospitality of eating the first meal. Mm -hmm. And he does so with reckless abandon. Mm -hmm. With the oil from the fried chicken draining down his double chins. We have to kill this guy. He's so gross. He unbuttons his double coat to let his belly hang out. He gives a nice big belch. Uh, I'll be asking the soldiers about uh, their exploits in battle. Wanting to hear their tales. They talk about uh, all the different things they've done. Uh, leading up to, but not including, the burning of Lawrence, Kansas. Of who? The burning of Lawrence, Kansas, which is the turning point for Jedediah's adventurer career. Ah, okay. They don't include that part. <clears throat> they include all the other parts. Because I'm sitting at the end of the table, they're like, awkward. <laughs> <coughs> it just seems to be something they're not especially proud of. I see. I'm going to try to sneak down more towards here to get uh, a better hear of By all means. Yep. They're not paying any attention to you. They have a lot of other things to worry about. They don't even get rolls. I just try to get within 60 feet. 30 feet with that guy. Yeah. Not that that means anything. (coughs) Okay. This Uh, wagon gets backed into place. And uh, as it gets rolled up, you find that most of their dinner preserves are here. And it is preserves. I mean, it's like trail rations and stuff. There's jams and jellies. Hell yeah. Uh, they have all sorts of uh, like Jelly, yeah. baked breads and like produce that keeps fairly well. Uh, uh, all the kind of gross stuff, cured meats, are on that wagon. They wheel it out. They trundle it down the tables. Your table gets some before Swan, and Swan sort of raises the eyebrow, like, "Come on, I'm the hero. Like, come on, <laughs> let's, let's get that food down here." I'll make sure to get. I'll make sure he gets some. They stare it down. 
through you to him, and it becomes this big deal. And they are all celebrating the hanging of Eamon Greyfeather in this great dinner where they celebrate their town's heritage, and they say their town mottos, and the mayor comes out, and he gives a little speech about how they will stand up to any foe, including the native man that surrounds their town and burns their fields, kills and rapes their women, and so forth. It's a very spirited affair. Yeah. <clears throat> After 15 minutes, anybody, anything before then? I'll just be talk with, talking with people and if uh, and just trying to get close to, to Captain Swan. I'll, I'll turn on the, if I'm to make a persuasion check, I will turn on the channel divinity. Uh, yes, please. And uh, I'm not going to do anything special except to be overtly rude to everyone around me. I'm not going to roleplay it out, but basically I'm just being a bore. Okay. And I'm I, I'm wearing the, the laundry I received. I'm assuming they didn't have the capability of getting all the blood out. No. So I'm wearing a shirt that's probably stained pink with blood stains or brown with blood stains. Okay. I, I got so I got a total of twenty. Okay. Mm. Um, you could be making some friends. Yeah. You were a mercenary friend. Jedediah is not making any friends. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, I may even use that as as a as a chance to say, well, you, you know, I hired him for one good thing. <laughs> Uh, and and talking's not one of them. <laughs> you need a temperance. Uh, I am flirting up all of the men in my vicinity. Okay. Uh, it seems like that's a persuasion check to the nines. You go, girl. Oh. I would suspect you probably cannot hide your disgust. Yeah. That is a, uh, that's a six. This is something they're familiar with. People who can't hide their disgust. Mm-hmm. They are up here in the north, after all. And they are certainly confederates. And they are like, we're here! Kind of confederates, like, wearing the hats, the full uniform. They are ready to rock and roll mm-hmm. and get out there with their confederate selves. And the people in town are all about it. Mm-hmm. They're like, if we've had enough of this shit. The federal army hasn't protected us at all. We heard all these stories about all these Indians killing all these innocent people out here. And the Confederates are the only ones who have the balls to come out here and defend our town from this menace. Mm-hmm. They are out here to show them this is how much you mean to us. We value you. Thank you for coming to our community. And that's what this is all about. You get that mood very quickly. So for you to be uh, rebuffed for your uh, disgusting favoring of the North, mm-hmm. uh, they are still clearly quite interested. They just have no regard whatsoever for your mental capabilities. Mm-hmm. I like your northern boobies. I, I do want to state one of my goals of the persuasion check when you're done with her. Uh, that's it. Okay. I mean, I failed my check, so I don't have anywhere to... Yeah, they, they're clearly interested. They just... You're not going to fool anybody. They know that you're not into them. Yeah, I'll be asking questions first. Like, you know, like does, does Sergeant Swan have a, have a holy man by his side? I, he, I'm sure he could use some religious backing. And, and, I'll, and I'll just be talking about that sort of thing, some spiritual fulfillment... Uh, what he is looking for for help, what his goals are, and eventually somebody like, oh, I understand he's a bit of a celebrity. Do you, do you think he would talk to a humble man like me? I mean, so, just a moment of his time would be wonderful. I think it sounds appropriate if you spend some of your consumable resources, some amount of your lay on hands or a spell charge or something, to re-roll your persuasion check to get a better number. That seems uh, you had a plan to re-heal me before. I mean, I'm no longer damaged, but... You're so cut up. Yeah. Uh... Like, uh, how would I go about this since you're all, all you're all healed up? Uh, 
Well, he'll probably be like, I think there's something that I could offer, offer Sergeant Swan that no other man can. Uh, and you're talking to one of the, like, underlings. His mm-hmm. name is uh, Nash. Ignatio Nash. Okay. Let it out, man. Uh, actually, I did have a question. So, which ones are, are the greens townsfolk and the yellows are underlings? Uh, the only color scheme here that matters is the singular guy who is brown plastic. Okay. That is Swan. So, are, are like, the people at dinner a mix of townsfolk and his direct little age? Everybody at dinner are, they... are, like, wearing Confederate uniforms. These guys are serious. So are these, town- but my question is, are these townspeople or are they? These look like army guys. Huh? Army guys. Are there townspeople around or no? They're milling about, but they are not represented on the board of minis. Uh, Nash, allow me to demonstrate. <clears throat> Joshua, how was your, how was your wound? It ain't festering. All right, let me see. Pull out the bandage. Uh, gentlemen, I ask you to behold the for the Lord is with us today. Lord is with the South. And uh, lay on hands one hit point to... Uh, so you see my finger finger glow as as the wound just sort of patches up before their eyes. Uh, what is higher for you? Medicine or... Pro- or medicine and... Performance? Performance. Yeah, medicine or performance. Uh, performance it is. Alright. Thank you for that. I forgot that was a skill. That's mm-hmm. a all right, so just straight up, that's a twelve. If unless my channel divinity gives me another plus five to it. Uh, can I can I assist him since I'm part of this? Yeah. All right, then that's a twenty. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Yes. Settling <laughs> uh, nicely. Does it hurt? Uh, I can't feel a thing, Reverend. You, you are a miracle worker. Oh uh, well, it is just God working through me. I can't take all the credit. Uh, they seem rightly impressed by this, and uh, you see that they are making some space for you to sit by the reverend's side. This guy actually vacates his spot in a somewhat salty way. You mean the sergeant's side? All right. Yes. Yes. I know what you're Thank you. Good evening, Sergeant Swan. <laughs> Is it orange or orange vanilla? It's orange vanilla. I love orange vanilla, actually. Uh, though his hands may be greasy, I will, I will extend a hand to him. Sergeant Swan. Tom, Reverend Thomas Fairchild, pleasure to meet you. It's an Reverend, honor. welcome. Not welcome just, to my town. It is an honor, sir. Yes, I'm sure it is. I've, you know, I've heard of your exploits. I was hoping to hear it from from the man himself. You wish to hear my tale? Well, I came, I came for the dinner, and I will stay for the tale. But rightly so. It's quite a quality dinner, I must say so. <laughs> And my, such lovely company. Oh, isn't she? This woman has been traveling with me for some time. I, I helped, out, helped her out and her boy. And, well, please, I'm here to hear about you. Please, tell me. He I, begins talking about himself, even before he finishes the sentence. Sure. Well, I found myself in a chance to be a hero when I caught this man red-handed. He'd already killed one man and sought to kill a woman. My goodness. And I found this man and I said, No, sir, you will stop in the name of the Confederate law. Well, sir, he did not stop. And I brought this man to the ground and I wrestled him down. I stole from him his weapon of murder. And I brought him here to the town. I dragged him by his hands and hair. We need far more men like you to look these these soulless savages in the eyes and show them who's boss. You look like you have a thing. 
Well done, Sergeant. For my little hidden spot, I'm going to do detect thoughts on this man. <laughs> I'm going to do disintegrate. So I initially learn the surface thoughts of the creature. What is in what is on its mind in that moment. Um, Okay. So that's like the first round. See a resistance check? Not at this time because it's just surface shit. Okay. Only if he he probes. Surface thought you get is (laughs) this guy's gonna get fucked. That's about it. He's just very excited about this man getting killed. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig a little deeper. <laughs> he now needs to make a wisdom save. He makes a wisdom save, baby. He has an eight. That's what he rolls is an eight. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I gain into its reasoning, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind, such as something it worries over, loves, or hates. And what I'm digging for is like what really happened at this moment. Digging to his brain. Talking about instead of let's uh, go item by item. What's the first thing you get? So this is this is kind of an or. Is it an or? Yeah, it's an and. Okay. Um, if it fails, you gain insight into its reasoning, if any. He's kind of a stupid. Uh, its reasoning is uh, he is serving the goals of the leaders of this Confederate mini rebellion, and he acknowledges he's done a good thing because of it. Its emotional state. Uh, pleased, excited, elated. And something that looms large in its mind, such as something it worries over, loves, or hates. What happens when they figure out the ruse, and what happens if the Federal Army shows up in full? Okay. Um, let me just. This is a very weird spell, so I apologize for stumbling. No, no, this is perfect. Right. So the target now knows. At this point, he knows that I'm digging into his brain. Um, and it can use its action on its turn to make an intelligence check contested by my intelligence check. Okay. Give us a roll. What'd you get? I'm sorry. I guess I have to roll first. That's going to be a pretty Ooh. fucking good roll. That's going to be a 20. Uh, bah, sorry, it's bah, not a save. Bah. It's a check. So it's going to be a 20. Not natural. Uh, you beat it by more than twice. <laughs> cool. <Based on> many. <laughs> so as a result, he does not know it's you. Basically? Uh, no, uh, I don't think that matters. But questions verbally directed at the target creature naturally shape the course of its thoughts. So this spell is particularly effective as part of an interrogation. Okay. Mm. Why don't you tell these people the truth? <clears throat> Why don't you tell them what really happened to this man? I don't know but if he has to. He, he doesn't have to verbalize it. He has um, to give you willing mental knowledge. Okay. Are you, is this a telepathic thing that you're doing? I guess it's... He has to thing. verbalize. We, we, can, we can skin it that way. I have no problems skinning it that way. So part of the spell is he has to verbalize it. Okay. This guy can respond verbally however he wants, right. but Gideon gets to know what he's thinking when he says it. I say. Okay. So, Gideon, you're in the balcony and you say it out loud. I'm sorry? You say it out loud. It's part of the spell, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, so I say, why don't you tell these people what really happened to this man? And then my impression is that he thinks it, and that he can either say yes. it, or I can... So he says out loud, this man was about to commit a murder, and I halted the murder. And in your head, you hear, I killed this man's wife and child after I told him they'd be protected. And I relay that. You killed this man's wife and child. You promised him that you'd save him and his village, but you went ahead and you murdered him because you needed a scapegoat. 
Isn't it about your bedtime, son? He stands up and he says, Apprehend that child! It's just a child, Mr. Swan. He's just got a wild imagination. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And I shout out, You're all working for a liar! That man's a liar! Boy, I think this is a nice dinner, and much progress is being made on this night. I think you should go to bed. Shut up, Mr. Williams. This ain't about you. 